friends, I'm so excited to continue my conversation with Kathleen Cook, an award-winning media and entertainment producer, actor, speaker, and writer, and co-founder of Cook Media Group and the nonprofit, The Influence Lab. If you haven't listened into part one yet, be sure to do so. I promise you'll be empowered to share your story. Today, Kathleen and I chat about what holds us back as Christ followers from sharing our stories on social media, how to find your story when you feel like you don't have a story to share, the life-changing significance of engaging with the Bible four or more times a week, And lastly, not allowing fear to keep you from going when God calls. Friends, I pray that this episode gives you the confidence to not only share your story, but to lead yourself well as you engage with the Bible and go when God calls you to go. So what do you think it is that holds us back as Christ followers from sharing stories on social media? a tool that, you know, a lot of us have this phone in our hands. What is it that holds us back? Is it fear again? Probably, you know, I think it has a lot to do with fear. I just think it has a lot to do with what we see other people doing. Sometimes we're mimicking what other people are doing. God's saying, you know, I made you unique. I made you with your own story. I made you with your own purpose. Why are you mimicking other people? Get out there and go and do what I've called you to do and be that person. You have worth, you have identity in him, capture that identity, know that identity. And we find that identity when we are immersed and engaged with God. And of course, you know, going back, we haven't talked about it yet, but it's why I wrote my devotional hope for today, stay connected to God in a distracted culture. That number four is in the title because it's based on historic research, an eight year million dollar study on the habits and activities of Christians and what we do that actually affects our lives. How often we read our Bible, pray, go to church, we're, you know, engaging on social media, listening to great podcasts like this one. What are these things that we do as Christians that actually impact our lives? And the single most important thing that came out of that research was Bible reading and engagement with God personally in prayer. And they found that if you're not engaged with God, at least a minimum of four times or more a week, you'll make no significant choices or changes any different from someone who never reads the Bible. And the reason why we're too busy, we're too distracted, our schedules are so full, we're not, we don't have time to think. And many times we don't know where to begin because we're not doing it regularly to begin with. A lot of the culture thinks that Bible's just a historic document. But the biggest reason is because we're so busy. So I'm telling people, you've got that cell phone in front of you, schedule the time to read your Bible and engage in God. He's not going to be able to teach you anything. You're not going to be, be able to go and move forward if you're not listening to him. It's so important in our world when there's so much coming at us and stop, you know, watching everybody else and start watching God and start, start watching what he wants you to say on social media. Don't be afraid to use it. Learn how to use it. If you're afraid of the technology of it, you know, there's so many great classes online on YouTube that can help you, you know, grab your grandchild or your daughter or somebody around you and ask them. And trust me, it is intimidating. I have to say, I am immersed in this business and use it all the time. And I get confused with it. I get frustrated with it because as soon as I've learned how to use 
parts of these programs, they change it again. Yeah. And so it's a constant moving thing. And you know what? I'm not the only one. You know, you feel kind of silly. I'm an old woman, but <laughs> or, or an old young woman, I will say. And, you know, sometimes I get intimidated myself because I think, oh, it's just, you know, why, why can't I pick this up? And I watch the young people and they're having the same issues as I am. So I'm not feeling too bad about that anymore. (laughs) But don't be intimidated about it. Get on YouTube, get somebody around you to teach you, take baby steps and start doing it. But tell your story online. Tell what, you know, one of the things too, Jen, I think that is so important is we haven't left the legacy of our faith and walk with God for the next generation. You know, I struggled with this with my publisher when I published Hope for Today because I wanted to do a journaling aspect at the end of each of the weeks. So the the devotionals divided up into four days a week. You choose what day you want to start, but you can do four days a week. And then at the end of each of those weeks is a journaling aspect to leave your story, to leave your interaction, your engagement with God written down so you can pass that on to the next generation. I think we fail sometimes as Christians to be able to do that. And I think we're suffering from that today because so many people are walking away and they're not seeing our story. They're not seeing that engagement, those questions that you have that they too may be having later on in their lives. And it's a written document written down for you. So uh, at the end of each of my weeks, I have a journaling aspect in hope for today. And if you're not doing that, start journaling, start writing it down. You know, one of the things about social media too, Jen, is, you know, this is a record. When you write stuff on social media, it's there. And so you can go back and re-see the pictures you've posted and re-see your comments and things like that. It's going to be online forever uh, when we post stuff online. So, you know, take that into consideration as well as you're posting. What do you want to leave for your next generation, for your kids and grandkids? What are you posting right now that you may not want to have live forever and ever about you? that you may have to be backtracking on in many ways. So pay attention to what you're posting online. It's it's very important. But learn how to use it. Have fun with it. Don't be intimidated by it. And tell your story and ask questions. So good. So let's talk about your devotional book, Hope for Today, Staying Connected to God in a Distracted Culture. I would love to know what led you to write this devotional. Was it what you were seeing in your work? Was it that you were seeing people are just way too busy, too distracted? Was it that they're making bad decisions because they're not spending time with God? What led you to write this? Oh, it's a great story. So we were in London in about 2002, and we were headed to the British Library. To We were shooting a documentary on William Wilberforce, who is accredited as being the parliamentarian who ended slavery in the UK and eventually here in the United States because of the work that he was doing. So we were going to the British Library to film some documents that they have for this documentary we were doing. We normally, when we're in London, we're we're in the the tube, the subway, and head into the British Library. And uh, we were in a van that day because of our equipment and our crew that was with us. And uh, almost to the British Library and the subway next to us exploded. It would have been the subway we would have been in had we been headed to the British Library. But God, I believe, spared our life that day. And down the street uh, next to us, uh, a bus exploded. And of course, it was chaotic. We immediately had to turn around and go back to the hotel. It was the first time in 100 years they shut all the theaters in London. It's considered their 9-11. And one of the first big terrorist attacks that they had there. 
so it was, a, you know, a horrific day. It was a eerie day. We would walk, go out on the street in, in London where it, you know, you, it's bumper to bumper traffic and millions of people on the street. And there was, it was dead, it was totally dead. I mean, some of us have experienced that lately with COVID in some of our communities, but it was eerie in London to be there during that time. Anyway, the next day we were able to then secure our appointment again, make it back to the British Library, which was very much was right across the street from this subway station that had exploded. And the curator came in and she said, here's your documents that you're wanting to film today. But she said, I thought I I would pull this document for you as well. She said, because of everything that happened yesterday, I thought you might be interested in seeing it. And she handed me Anne Boleyn's Bible. And Anne had scratched on the leaves of the Bible on the side, her name, Annie. And uh, the curator said, we believe this was the last thing that Anne Boleyn had in her hand before she handed it to the executioner and they cut her head off. If everyone remembers out there, Anne Boleyn was the second wife of Henry VIII. And she was killed, of course, because she couldn't produce a child. But she was instrumental and changing the direction of the UK and what they believed. At that point, the UK, of course, the London or England was immersed in Catholicism. And she would not allow Henry VIII to sleep with her until he married her. And she, in order to get this divorce, he had to change and become the leader of United Kingdom's church there, the Church of Christ there and change the whole format of what they were believing. And it was Anne's beliefs that infected and influenced Henry VIII. There were very few Bibles at the time. You know, there, the only the elite, the kings and the queens and the very wealthy people actually had a Bible at that point in history. And so when the curator handed me that Bible that day, it was like the Holy Spirit just said to me strongly in my spirit, we don't appreciate the Bible in our lives. And mm. I want you to tell that story. And I went, you know, it's just like so opening to me. Uh, fast forward a bit, you know, I was chewing on that for a while. And we started working with a client called Back to the Bible or the Center for Bible Engagement, who did this eight-year million-dollar study on the Bible and why we're not reading it and why we're, you know, what, why aren't we immersed in the Bible And the statistics came out, the work came out. They were so engaged and so wanting this research to be shown and heard by other people, they've put it online. So you can go to the Power of Four online and read this full research on the reason we need to be immersed in the Bible four or more times a week. And so based on that, then I saw those statistics. I understood what was happening. And the Lord said, it's time. I had a publisher that came to me and said, we want to do a book with you. What do you want to do? And I thought, you know, how often does a publisher come to you and ask you to do a book? You know, it's usually you're out there trying to pump your books. And I said, okay, God, what do you want me to do? And it was a strong, he said, that's what I've been preparing you for. You know, he talked about all these little steps that God leads you to. And he said, I want you to do a devotional. And so I said, if I do a devotional, Lord, the people have to see you. A devotional is not a book about me or facts or research that I've done or something that I've learned necessarily. You know, a lot of that's in there, but it has to reflect you. It has to, it has to draw that viewer back to engagement with you and engagement in the Bible. And so that's how Hope for Today came to be. And again, you know, I, I'm such a joy that I'm in my second printing of it now. 
Um, I've actually bought the rights back from the publisher. So I own my own publishing rights now on it. And it's sold uh, thousands of copies already. And uh, there's such a joy when I hear from readers that say, I read this today and it just made my day. And I just saw Jesus. And, And that's what it's all about. It's for us, for other people to see Jesus and not us. And so that's where my joy is. That is beautiful. And what a great reminder that you just never know when God is going to move in your life like he did while you guys were in London and bring about this new idea that he wants you to pursue, this new assignment at that point in your life. I love that. Wow. Okay, so you believe that each person has a significant story that can influence others. And so I would love to know, what would you say to the woman who's listening right now and is wondering what her story is or the woman who feels like she doesn't really have a story that can impact and influence culture? Like she reads through the Bible, she spends time in the word and she reads all of these amazing stories of these men and women that did amazing things for God. And, but she's like, I don't really have a story. I work a nine to five or I'm home all day with my kids and I don't have a story to share. What would you share with that woman today that's listening? Oh, well, I'd say she's listening to the deceiver. She's Mm. listening to the other side of the fence. She's listening to that negativity. She's um, staying. She's not going. (laughs) We each have a great story. And if you will stop and you will think, God will reveal to you that story. And you know what, Jen? We don't have to have a huge audience out there. Sometimes your one story that you have will resonate with one person or two people or three people. Maybe, you know, that's all you'll ever resonate with. But you know what? You'll see that person in heaven. You'll see that one for eternity. And trust me, they're not going to say, Oh, I, you know, your story was terrible. And I, you know, I had to sit there and listen to it. They're going to say, thank you for sharing that story. And that's what it's all about. It's about seeing others and what they need to hear, not what you need to hear and what you think about yourselves. You know, the deceiver for years told me, you know, I didn't have any great story. I mean, and, and, and I totally get that. I see why he uses that lie and intimidation. Honest. We go to church. We hear these incredible stories. We go to movies. We see these incredible stories of people yeah. and how they survive. And we think, oh, I could never live up to that. But you know what? People need the basics. They love to see your heart and your journey with Jesus, your journey in life, the good, the bad, the ugly, and all of it. It's all good. And yet, you know, I grew up in a in Las Vegas, I told you about. And my father was a school teacher. My mother was a stay-at-home mom, sold some real estate eventually in Las Vegas. But I was raised in a really secure, great family. Now, we didn't have, we had issues. And, you know, if we had another hour or two, I could tell you a few stories. But I grew up thinking, you know, I, I've had a good life. I'm, I've been married to my first husband still <laughs> for 40 years. I have two great children. I have two great grandchildren. I've had a great career. I get to travel. I get to do all these things. And I think, 
who's going to listen to my story? Because it's just, um, you know, there's nothing there that can people can go, wow, you know, how did you live through that? Or how did you do that? Or how did you overcome that? And that's a lie. It was a lie that this deceiver was telling me because the story I had within me when I started telling it, I understood that there were some aspects to my story in the good part of my story that resonated with people. Gosh, maybe I can have a marriage that lasts forever. Maybe I can have two great kids who know and love the Lord. Maybe I can have a successful career. Maybe I can do these things. So my story, I believe, in many ways, has a lot of ups and downs in it, but it resonates with people in what God is calling them to do and the fact that they can be overcomers, that there is grace, that there is peace, there is contentment in knowing and walking with the Lord from the very beginning. And when we turn that our lives around, when we turn our stories around, then God will allow us to see how they will resonate with others. Don't worry about whether or not you are speaking to a room full of people, an auditorium full of people. Certainly when I started telling my story, I was bringing people into my home, just talking to people on the street. I tell people, go next door and talk to your neighbor. You know, we are living in an isolated, depressed culture today. In 2018, the United Kingdom hired for its first time the first minister of loneliness because there are so many lonely people in the UK. And we're, you know, statistics and research is telling us we are living in a depressed society and world and it's growing. We're living in an isolated society. We don't think we're good enough on anything, you know, wise enough, intelligent enough. Yes, your story is enough. God's given you enough. So share it, get it out there and don't worry about it. And who hears it? It's going to resonate with someone. And you know what? It's going to have a resonation for eternity. Yes, I love that. And what a beautiful reminder for us, because I think in today's world, we get caught up in thinking that if anything is to matter, then we have to have this big audience. It has to impact millions of lives. We have to be known. Our name has to be known. We have to have a certain title behind our name. Like I think we've just fallen for these cultural lies, which in turn then keeps us back from, you know, sharing our stories and sharing how God has worked in our lives. But even if our stories impact the life of one person, who knows then what that one person will go and do with how you've impacted their life. So I think that's a great reminder for all of us as we wrap up here that your story has significance, your story is unique, and that when you share your God story and how God has moved in your life and impacted your life, He will allow the people that need to hear it to hear it. And we don't have to worry about the numbers and this and that. We just have to be obedient and share it when He calls us to share it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, love that. Okay. Here is my last question for you. So as you know, I am a college professor and I work with a lot of college students, um, students who really are getting ready to enter into the marketplace and start their careers. And so in closing, I would love to know what advice for, for them do you have as it relates to work, leadership, faith, and influence? Boy, well, we've talked about a lot of those kind of things, I think, in this podcast and going and not being fearful in 
taking the bull by the horns and just doing it. But don't get lazy. Don't be lazy. Don't think it's just going to come to you to be a great actress, to be a great writer, to a great producer. There are some fundamentals you have to learn. And there are some basics that you have to learn. I think sometimes I see so many young people coming into Hollywood here every year and statistics tell us there's about 22,000 that hit the ground every year in Hollywood that have graduated from four-year universities. That doesn't count the number of students and people that are coming in that never study. But so many of them think, oh, I can just do this. I've watched it on television. I I know how to write a script. I know how to do this. No, you know, there are some great things to learn. Never stop learning. Never stop researching. Never stop being in respect of the people who are doing it and learning from them. Don't think that you have all the answers. You know, one of the things that we I see amongst young people is they there's a little bit of an arrogance there. Oh, well, I, you know, I grew up doing YouTube videos or I grew up, you know, on the computer or I grew up making, you know, movies on my on my cell phone now. I mean, we can do that on our cell phone. And you're great. And that's great. That's the basics. But there are some real fundamental things. Don't let other people do your work. You've got to do the hard work. Put put the hard work in there. There's some suffering. There's some obedience that, you know, that you need to uh, focus in on. You know, Jen, one of my favorite scriptures is the scripture in Hebrews that says, even though he was God's son, Jesus learned obedience through his suffering. So Jesus suffered so that he could learn obedience to God, to his father. And of course, we know how he suffered. So don't think life's going to be easy for you. Don't think it's all going to be a a bed of roses. But the more you understand, the more you learn the basics, the more you're willing and open to be teachable, the more further you're going to be. Be willing then, secondly, maybe to not see yourself, but see others. I taught the internship program for a number of years at Biola University in Asbury. One of the things I would tell the students is, you know, you get an internship, you're sitting in the office and they're not giving you anything to do. So what are you doing? You're sitting back on your computer, on your cell phone, and you're playing games. Well, that's stupid. You need to be paying attention to what's going on in the office. Watch the other people, learn from them, hear their conversations, pay attention. You know, maybe there's somebody in the office that's, got a meeting, but all of a sudden somebody shows up and says, your, your daughter's, you know, throwing up in the office in junior high and you need to go pick her up. And you can say, you know, let me go do that for you. So you're focusing on them. You're helping them. And when you help them, they'll come back and help you. They'll say, gosh, thanks so much for helping me out today, getting my daughter picked up and, and getting, no, you know, what, who, what's your name and what do you do and what school do you go to and what are you interested in? And don't be afraid to ask, be ready with those questions. Be prepared. Have that elevator pitch ready for them to say, I am, I'm a student here. I want to go into media and, you know, I have a heart to tell stories. You know, I'd love to, to sit on, in on meetings with you or I'd love to be in conversations. Whatever you can do to help me learn, I would love to learn. And so put your eyes on other people and they'll put eyes on you. Those might be two real quick, basic things to learn. That is great advice for those students that are listening in and getting ready to enter into the marketplace. See others. My goodness. Yeah. I think if we saw others more often, 
we would see all the opportunities that God is giving us in the right here and right now to impact the lives of others. So thank you. Kathleen, this has been amazing. I am so grateful for you taking the time to join me today on the She Impacts Culture podcast. And so in closing, how can my listeners best connect and partner with you online? Well, thanks, Jen, for having me on. It's always a privilege and an honor for me to be able to share with anyone out there. And just thank you for this opportunity to be able to do that. So Yes, so they can contact me. I have a weekly blog and a website at KathleenCook.com. Again, Kathleen with a K, Cook with an E on the end. I'm Cookie. They can sign up for the Influence Lab Journal at InfluenceLab.com. And our production company is Cook Media Group. Again, Cook has an E on the end, C-O-O-K-E, CookMediaGroup.com. So um, I can be found in all those locations Come see us if you're out in Hollywood. Connect with us. I love hearing from people. If you've heard this podcast, send me a note at info at influencelab.com. I'll be happy to respond to you. And uh, thanks again, Jen, for having me. It was just been such a pleasure. Thank you, Kathleen. I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and I am just so grateful for you and the work that you are doing in Hollywood. Thank you again. Friends, thank you so much for listening to the She Impacts Culture podcast. I know how busy life gets. So the fact that you have faithfully chosen to spend a portion of your time with me means so much and something I don't take for granted. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the She Impacts Culture podcast, the best way to do this is to share it with your friends, your community on social media. Also, to keep up to date with all the happenings, I'd love to have you follow me on Instagram at Dr. Jen Bennett. Thank you again for your support. May God richly bless you as you impact culture through your influence and leadership for his kingdom. Kingdom.